and welcome to this podcast. I'm Anju Bhangarde, Executive Editor for the APAC region with Script and Pink Sheet. And today I'm joined by Kaya Matland, who leads Organon in the Asia Pacific, including Japan. Organon, as you know, is the global healthcare company formed via a spin-off from Merck with a focus on women's health but its other exciting franchises are biosimilars and the established brand's portfolio. We are going to discuss a host of issues around the birth of Organon and its growth plans. Thank you so much, Kaya, for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward. Okay, so let's actually get down and begin with the underlying question. Why was the Organon spin-off from Merck necessary? And a bit about the timing. After all, we are in the midst of a challenging pandemic. That's a very good question. Um, Recent social movements have um, clearly given women a louder voice, demanding for change, choice, and access for greater amount of innovation in the space of women's health. So there has been no better time to launch a company that is dedicated and focused on women's health. Uh, There is no really other healthcare companies out there with our global footprint that is dedicated to putting women at the center and focusing on developing medicines and solutions that they so urgently need. At Organon, we aim to be um, the number one women's health company, given our focus on her everyday needs and opportunity to grow across our current women's health business and potential future collaborations. So Organon's approach to innovation will be to put the women at the center and to listen to their needs in terms of advancing solutions to address what we hear from them. And our philosophy is really to build the business around what we hear from women and their needs and making sure that they have more options that will enable them to live their best lives every day. So in conclusion to your question, uh, we believe the world needs a company like Organon and that the time is now. That's that's really interesting, Kaya. So clearly the world needs a company that puts women at the center. Uh, So this unique stated focus of being a woman's health global leader. Now, typically, this will also come with significant expectations all around, including from investors, and put the spotlight on execution and scale up in the business. So could you take us through some of the broad key levers to bolster momentum in the women's health area, especially areas like reproductive health and some other conditions like osteoporosis, anemia, that seem to disproportionately affect women? Yeah, thank you. I will. Uh, So we will take a broad view on women's health, meaning expanding beyond Um, the need in reproductive health, also to address conditions that are 
unique to women, but also conditions that disproportionately affect women, um, or diseases that especially creates a heavy burden on them. I think for too long, too many conditions, such as, you know, heavy, painful, irregular menstruational bleeding, incontinence, menopause, and many other. As women, we have been told to accept and normalize these conditions as part of life, and it's Organon's mission is to change that. Our philosophy, as I started to say in the, in the previous answer, is to build our business around her needs. And we believe that that's our key to success. So we can ultimately improve the quality of life for women at all stages. Okay, so clearly there is huge unmet need and uh, perhaps the opportunity therein to maximize growth alongside. Uh, so if we can kind of distill down to the Asia Pacific including Japan, where you lead the operations. What are some of the typical immediate unmet needs in women's health that Organon hopes to address in this region? Now, it's a very diverse region with varying requirements, and I dare say some parts, women's health perhaps is not really a priority at all. It's for sure a very diverse region, both in terms of the healthcare needs, both of women and their communities, but also for sure very diverse in terms of healthcare systems and the access to healthcare. So while we are focusing on women's health in the area, uh, as previously mentioned, reproductive health, but also other disease areas that disproportionately affect women, we want to focus on at the first stage of building our company to really listen to women and act on what we're hearing from them. So as an example, when we launched a company on our first day, which we called Her Day, we gathered voices from around the world to create a wall of voices, which was a multimedia installation outside the New York Stock Exchange. It's still available digitally, and that it was to symbolize our commitment to listen to the needs and the challenges of women globally, as these needs are very diverse. And that wall of voices shares a very powerful perspective of women across the world. Uh, women can still add their voice to our wall of voices by taking the mic and, and sharing their view on hereforherhealth.com. Okay. Kaya, have we lost yeah. you a bit? Oh, I'm here. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, so, so maybe I can maybe I can end that by you know we we really want to start with 
listening to women and the diversity of their needs in our region to ensure that we have the right focus for the Asia Pacific, including Japan. Okay, that's that's really significant and interesting that your wall of voices for women is still active. I'm sure there are lots of voices that can come on still. Uh, just diving a bit deeper into the APAC region, which uh, accounted APAC and Japan, which accounted for 24% of Organon's 2020 revenues. What's the broader growth outlook, especially for products like Nexplanon, the implantable long-acting reversible contraceptive, or then the fertility treatment Pyogon? Uh, we already know that Nexplanon is a billion-dollar-plus product for Organon. So how are you going to drive this further? Yes, yeah, so, so let me give you um, my perspective on that. So as we're starting up, our goal is to create long-term value for patients and other stakeholders. And in the short term, we want to focus on ensuring that we have the right foundations in order to deliver both continuous innovations, but also growth across our portfolio. And then longer term, we want to ensure that we have an expanded and rich pipeline of solutions to be able to address the areas of high unmet medical needs. Again, listening to women across the globe, hearing what their you know, top of the list unmet medical needs are. And I would say lastly, uh, long term, we really want to ensure that we can continue to deliver those breakthrough innovations uh, in a sustainable way that will positively impact women's health. That's our focus. Okay, so really interesting some of the initiatives lined up. And if I can just touch upon the other aspects that, you know, typically drive business momentum, the partnering and the inorganic initiatives uh, in Organon's journey to leadership in women's health. Now, pre-spin out from Merck, we saw Organon acquire the commercial stage medical device company Alidea Health which focused on preventing maternal morbidity and mortality caused by PPH, postpartum hemorrhage. Will we see more of such bolt-on deals or are devices such as the JADA system of Alidea a key pillar to address some of the unmet needs in women's health? Yes, yeah, so we have stated that Organon's ambition is to become the number one women's health company globally and the focus on products that are you know developed around her unmet medical needs so we will explore all opportunities that will enable us to reach that goal to focus on the health of women which includes investing in opportunities across all sectors of medicines, devices, and technology to achieve that. Okay. And uh, it, it, when you say devices, uh, 
any insights on taking Alidea ahead? Because it's significant that PPH is both a developed and developing world issue. Yes, so for sure, um, the recent acquisition of Alidea Health is, um, you know, core to our um, mission of becoming the leading women's health company. We do know that PPH is a significant unmet medical need across the globe. So this will be a key pillar to build our mission going forward. And, and that, as you mentioned, is a device. Right. Also, I'm just a bit curious. What is the kind of cultural fit that Organon will look for when partnering or looking for alliances, especially in the Asia Pacific Japan region? Yeah, so that's a good question. So in, innovation is key for us to be able to deliver on um, the long-term mission of bringing innovations that have positive impact for women's health. We also wanna partner with people or with organizations that share our philosophy to build the business around the needs that we hear from women. Earlier, we spoke about the importance of listening to the diverse needs of women globally. Uh, and we want to ensure that we partner uh, with people or organizations that share that goal with us of advancing those options that will enable women to live their best lives. Okay, so uh, also, I, I mean, let's touch upon another very interesting facet of Organon. In fact, really interesting one. Organon comes with a majority female board of directors. I mean, nine out of 13 with representation higher than any S&P 500 healthcare company. Now, it's also tapping into very diverse experience. So we know that the board includes an ex-PepsiCo executive, another from ONM, and a president and CEO of Chicago Community Trust. What's the broader strategic thinking here? Or is it essentially that the best talent just happen to be women? Yeah, so we believe that um, gender equality and, for sure, diversity. Um, beyond gender diversity, but broad diversity is the key to our journey on improving women's health. So our board, we, we want to ensure that both the board, but also our organization reflects that. Uh, we're very proud of the board. The board consists of professionals of the highest caliber, including many of them have CEO experience and they have uh, a broad and diverse background in medicine, public health, business, and also technology. Right, it's, it's really interesting. I just heard your senior management at Bio mention that two-thirds have prior CEO or COO experience. That's really fascinating. Uh, now, if I can just shift gears a bit to the other franchises, uh, Organon's emphasis on women's health will also be supported by the other two pillars, the established products and biosimilars. 
and uh, we know that the 49 product strong uh, established products portfolio is expected to at least initially to fuel investments for women's health and markets like japan and korea are really important for this established product portfolio could you share some of the key initial efforts towards driving life cycle management in the apac for this category yes yeah, so we uh, so we believe we will bring renewed focus to the, this portfolio of established brands we are looking to invest in life cycle management to drive that longer term value and that includes you know there are opportunity for new market launches uh new indication launches and we're also investigating opportunities um for going from prescription to otc opportunities this broad portfolio of established brands is serving both women and their communities but when we talk about specifically women's health within that uh, established brands portfolio we have uh products addressing needs in uh, related to menopause that is specifically of course uh focused on 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 women but also as we talked about areas that disproportionately affect women uh for example migraine and osteoporosis i would also add that one of the you know the key the key franchises in our established brand is our cardiovascular portfolio um and given that in many geographies um the underdiagnosis and treatment of cardiovascular disease in women's health um is an area that we see as a key opportunity to continue to to drive the focus on cardiovascular disease with that portfolio so we believe that uh, the established brands portfolio has more potential for us as we uh, renew the focus on it but for sure the main focus for us is that within that portfolio there are significant um healthcare gains for women and their communities that's that's really interesting a wide portfolio and uh, under diagnosis is surely uh, highly prevalent in several markets for women's health issues uh, so if i can also just touch upon the biosimilars from now organon has some really interesting products including infliximab trastuzumab and of course the big one is adalimumab Tell us a bit about the broad expectations around the biosimilars portfolio in the APAC region. Your Humira biosimilar has been listed on Australia's pharmaceutical benefits scheme, and of course, the big one is the expected launch in the US in 2023. Yes, so unfortunately, I cannot speak about specifically the the US launch, but I'll focus on on the APAC region. um for sure uh, australia is where we are currently having a biosimilar uh, portfolio available 
in general, biosimilars have great potential to address the pressures we see across almost every market in terms of um, the pressure governments feel of increasing healthcare costs. And I would say, especially after or during uh, the COVID pandemic, this has only um, increased. And we believe biosimilars can be a key solution for governments to, to get that control back. Um, the current portfolio and also as we're looking to um, extend our current portfolio will be a solution we can offer across the region for governments uh, to alleviate that pressure on the cost in the healthcare systems. Uh, that's that's really important because healthcare systems across the world and especially in this part of the world are really strained amid the pandemic. So quite a few exciting things lined up even on the biosimilars front, it looks like. Uh, finally, Kaya, as a woman at the helm, what's the one big thing you'd like to do or implement to better the course of women's health over the next few years? I'm really glad you asked that question. Um, it's hard to it's it's hard to choose one, but if I should choose one big thing, the most important is to put women's health on the agenda. And when I say on the agenda, I mean first and foremost on the political agenda. Uh, we do see that in the region now in several countries have started uh, to allude to a focus on women's health, women participation um, on their political agendas, but we believe there's much more we can do. Um, also believing that we need to put women's health on the agenda of healthcare professionals high up on the agenda of healthcare professionals. And last but not least, we do know that many women, when it comes to healthcare, typically on their own list, they would have um, family member, both um, uh, parents, children, spouse, extended families on that list and we believe that uh, she should put her own medical needs and her own health on that agenda. And that would be the one big thing that um, I personally want to see us achieve. So taking women's health way up on the agenda. Well, yes. those are some really fascinating and important insights, Kaya. And I'd just like to say, more power and good health to women and men and you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure talking to you.